Okay, so we're going to listen to the song. A local, a lady wrote this, Sarah Dukes. She lives somewhere around her. I don't know if anybody knows her. You could tell her that we're uh, using her song. Um, it's, it's, it's a deep song. The words, the words are easy to understand. The question always is how are we going to connect it to where we're holding right now in the Parshish. So we're going to do it once. And you have, you have it with the Shulam? Yep. Okay. We're here with Shulam Lemmer. He, on Spotify, it's somebody else singing it. But uh, Shulam Lemmer also sings it, so we're going to listen to it. We'll take it and we'll listen to it again. Okay, let's hit it. Oh, and uh, this is, we're going to, the whole, all the Chabur is going to be for Shusrafu, uh, for Miriam, Bas Ina Pesia Yocheven, and Lilin Nishmas, Liel, Dina, Bas, Ephraim. Bring the speaker to the table. Darkness. 
you saw the video. Yeah. Really? The video's a, it's a photo montage of her husband. <coughs> so we're in Parshas Vayichi. The end of Sefer Bracious, the beloved Sefer. Ah, it's so geschmack when Bracious starts. You know that feeling, Sinchas Terry? Like, ah, Shnai Mikra again, I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to learn all the swarm. Ah, the Avos, Avnitz Yaakov. Yosef, the Shvatim. So now we're at the end. <clears throat> and Yaakov, Yaakov's also at the end. Vaychi Yaakov, Yaakov finally is reunited with Yosef, with all the Shvatim, all the families together living in Mitzrayim. And for 17 years, we know he's living there for 17 years. The same age that Yosef left at 17, that's when he was originally sold. And Yaakov Avinu says the Svarim, the Zohar Kodesh says, these are his best, best years. The best years. Dafkin Mitzrayim, an interesting Indian. Not exactly for now. But in Mitzrayim, with his family, 17 years, Gematria Tov, <clears throat> he lived Tov years. 17 years at the end of his life. Benachas, Yishevadas, like a Zokin, enjoying the children and the grandchildren, learning with the children and the grandchildren. And Yaakov knows his time is, is coming near. And he calls, in, he calls in Yosef. And we know the basic reason why he called Yosef in, because he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, and Yosef was the one who was going to be able to do it. <coughs> and then when he's there, he sees Menashe and Ephraim. And he asks, I want to give a bracha to Menashe and Ephraim. And we don't see any other grandchildren getting brachas. Right? Only Menashe and Ephraim get a bracha. And he had many grandchildren. We see, the other, we see last week's parsha goes through a lot of the, the grandchildren. He had many. 70 nefashos came down. 50 whatever, some of the grandchildren. Only Menashe and Ephraim get a bracha. <clears throat> he then sets them up, we know. His right hand and his left hand. And then the Pasuk says, an interesting Pasuk, so he's ready, he has his hands on Ephraim and Menashe, and he's ready to give a bracha, l'chayr to Menashe and Ephraim, and what does the Pasuk say? Yosef. Gives a bracha to Yosef. Look at the Torah, look at the, look at the Torah, it says it. Gives a bracha to Yosef, and does not clear what the bracha is, why is he giving a bracha to Yosef? He says, Hashem who took me, Avram, means like Yaakov, it's not a clear, it's not a, it doesn't seem like a bracha at all, it seems like a hakdama of some sort to a bracha. And then he goes into Hamalach Golo Simikora. And that bracha is clearly for Menashe Ephraim. Yivarach is an Aram. Bless the children. Menashe Ephraim, not Yosef. <coughs> so what, what was this? Fake out. What was it? Yivarach is Yosef. What was the bracha to Yosef? Why Yosef here? What exactly is going on over there? Then we know that Yosef tries to switch Yaakov's hands. Right? He saw what was going on. Because Yaakov had switched it, put his, switched the order. And then Yaakov says, no, 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 I know, I know. Everybody knows this. I know my son, I know my son, but this, the younger one's going to be greater. Okay. And then he says, All the children of Kalei should be like Menashe and Ephraim. Was that a bracha for Menashe and Ephraim? What, what, where did that come from? What was that? <clears throat> so, Shemos, which we're going to start, Next week, 
It's a safer of the nation, of the Klal. Right? Klal Yisrael becomes a nation of Mitzrayim, leaves Mitzrayim, gets the Torah, Mishkan, Klal is the Ginyan. Bereshis is all about the Prat. It's all about the single. Adam, the Noah, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, the Shvatim on their own, Yosef. It's a safer of Chinuch, it's a Mechanech, the Prat, the single, the individual. From father to son. That's that's safer bracious. Safer shalchinach. It's the mechanic. You can't you can't be mechanic a nation until you've trained one by one the original you know the original members, and then they train and then they train and eventually becomes like this big pyramid, and then you have a nation. What's the goal? What's the goal of chinuch? Whatever that's that's a big sugyan. On, the, on everybody's mind. Everybody in Kali Israel is a... Chinuch is one of the biggest sugis. You have kids, you don't have kids. Chinuch is... is it's Chinuch as Talmidim. To Mechanech. Is an union of Kiruv. Everything is to be Mechanech. So what's the, what's the goal of Chinuch? What's the overall goal? It's to teach. It's to raise. It's to train. Right? You want to pass on information. You want to pass on your experience, your knowledge. The ultimate goal is you want to teach Teachers. You want, to, you want to teach a child, you want to teach a Talmud, in order that they can then also teach. That's the goal of Chinuch, that the Messiah should continue, that the teaching never stops. An Av teaches a Ben, eventually for the Ben to become an Av. That's, that's the goal of Chinuch. When the son becomes a father and teaches another son, now the original Av has, has completed what he had to do. He was mechanech, the next generation, to be mechanech. <coughs> Sorry. Parents teaching the children, talmidim, rebbeim teaching talmidim, right? They want the they want the talmidim to then <coughs> either teach a shir, teach their own family. But the point of, of learning is not just to learn; it's to learn to teach. That's the goal of mechanech. And I found it fascinating ever since the first time I saw it. <coughs> I've never really stopped thinking about it. <coughs> Is that the biggest, one of the biggest myths we have, Kol Torah Kula. If not the biggest, depending. Is? To learn Torah. That's, that's arguably the biggest mitzvah we have. To learn Torah. All types of Torah. Where's, what's the source? Interesting question. What's the source of learning Torah? Where's the Pasuk? Where's the Pasuk that says, you should learn Torah? Because it's the biggest mitzvah, so clearly it should have a very clear source. It's teaching Torah. Oh, so what does the Pasuk say? It says in Shema, what does it say? Teach the children and say to them. Teach them Torah. Shmuz with them. Teach them about life. So what exactly is the, what exactly is the source? It says, teach the children. You can't teach if you don't know. You need to learn first to be able to teach. But the whole source of, of learning is to teach. So you see, the goal of, of chinuch, the goal of learning Torah, the goal of learning anything is ultimately to then teach it to the children, teach it to the Talmidim, teach it to whoever you are, whoever <coughs> Talmud is of yours. <coughs> That's the goal. That's much the goal. And we know that that Hakadosh Baruch Hu says some beautiful words to Avram Avinu. I forgot which parsha was. Vayera, 
Manidativ. I love I love Avram Vinu, Everybody I love Avram Vinu. Why? Because he trains his children to follow after me. That's one of the highest praises that Akash Baruch Hu says in the Torah about a singular person. And why? Noach, Noach Matzachim Beinav, Noach is in each tzaddik. Doesn't say exactly why. By Avram Vinu, it's clear. He says, Hashem says, I love him because he trains his children, teaches them to follow after me. That was a, that was Avram Vinu's whole life. It's to be mechanich. Chinich is an Indian of Chesed, right? <coughs> so that the Indian that was the Indian of, of Chinuch, that was the Indian of Avram to Yitzhak, Yitzhak to Yaakov, Yaakov to the Shvatim. This is the Indian. To pass, to, get, to gain, to take from the father and then pass it on to the son. Take again from the father and pass it on to the son. A constant, never ending. That's why Klaus is still here because we're obsessed with Chinuch. We're obsessed with learning and we're obsessed with teaching. Right? What other nation is still around? And the reason they say is we have the Torah. But the Torah is not just the, the learning. It's the learning and it's the teaching. <clears throat> so we know Yosef, Yosef at Tzadik, is the, the chosen son of Yaakov. We discussed last week at length. And he's also the prized Talmud of Yaakovina. He's both. He's the, the choice son and the choice Talmud. And we know that Yosef was an amazing Talmud. And he took everything that Yaakov taught him and he, and he put it to use. The Torah tells us, Chazal bring out, that when Yosef was in the deepest, darkest part of his life, when he was being sold in Mitzrayim, and he was being chased, and he was tempted by one of the deepest, darkest temptations in life, and he almost succumbed to the temptation. What happened? Chazal tell us. He sees the Diyok Nishalaviv. He sees Yaakov Avinu's face. He sees Yaakov Avinu in the window. So, ya- so Yosef at Sadiq is in the deepest, darkest place. He's almost down and out. If he would have succumbed to that, Chazal tell us, he would have been kicked out of the Shvatim. He would have been gone. You fall to that, it's over. And Chazal say he been kicked off the choshen, off the breastplate. That's what Chazal tells us. And at that moment, the deepest, darkest place, he's able to see Yaakov's face, the teachings of his father, the chinuch of his father. So we saw Haraya, Chazal's telling us that Yosef at Tzadik held on to everything that Yaakov taught him throughout all the years. Even, right, you teach the biggest chiddush. Whenever you're learning a Mishnah, you're learning Gemara, you always teach the biggest chiddush, and then you, could, you know everything before that also. So we see that the biggest Chiddush that Yosef was able to come to take from Yaakov's teachings in that deep, dark place, that means everywhere else he must have taken the, 20, the 22 years that he was gone. Darapasha, yeah? So Yosef Tzadik took everything that his father taught him. So he was, he was the greatest Talmud. Right? A Talmud is somebody who takes from the Rebbe and then uses it and lives by it. A Rebbe says a Musa Shmuz, a Rebbe says uh, something in Chasidus, and the Talmud then takes a Lamaisa. That's, that's the point. It's not just supposed to say in the intellect, it's supposed to be, something's supposed to be done with it. And Yosef Tzadik Mamash lived in that way. <coughs> so last week, for those who were here, we had a lengthy discussion about Yaakov and Yosef, and how Yaakov seemed to be last week obsessed with seeing Yosef's face. 
more than Yosef seeing Yaakov. Yaakov says, I have to see Yosef. And when he gets down to Mitzrayim, he says, oh, now that I've seen your face, I could die. Right? We discussed this last week. We asked questions about it. And over there, we explained that <coughs> seeing the face of somebody you haven't seen in a long time, if you haven't seen Salah, is if you don't see somebody for 12 months, right? there's an actual Allah. You, you don't see a family member or a good friend of yours for 12 months, you're supposed to say the bracha, Mechaim Mason. Mechaim Mason. So when Yaakov saw, and we know that Yaakov was dead, when Yosef was gone from him, when Yosef was sold down and Yaakov thought he was dead, Yaakov was dead. Because Yosef was his prized Talmud, his prized son, who Yaakov passed on all of his chinuch to. And if Yosef was gone, that means Yaakov's life mission was gone. So for 22 years, Yaakov Avinu was dead. We spoke about this last week. So he had to see Yosef's face and say the brach of Mechaim Mason because it was Mechaim Mason on him. It wasn't Mechaim Mason on Yosef. It was Mechaim Mason on himself because he was dead. And when he saw Yosef, he was brought back alive. <coughs> so we discussed this last week. <coughs> and I think it goes a little bit even deeper this week. I didn't realize until, until this week. Because we said last week that Yaakov Avinu, it was funny, we asked the question, it was funny that Yaakov Avinu <coughs> was speaking about death a lot. I better go see Yosef before I die. Now that I've seen you, I can die. But Gemara and Titus tells us, Yaakov Avinu low mace, Yaakov Avinu doesn't die. Now of course we know physically he dies. But there's a, there's a, there's a nitzchis, there's an everlasting nature of Yaakov Avinu. So why is it that he's talking about death so much? If he's the one who's everlasting in the panemius and in the spirituality, <clears throat> why is he talking about death so much? So, we gave answers. But in this week's parsha, it says, Vayigva. This is the source. This week's parsha. It says, Yaakovinu expired. That's what they translated. It doesn't say Yaakovinu made, it doesn't say he died. He expired. So, this is the source in this week's parsha because it says the word Vayigva, not Vayamas. The Gemara says, Yaakov Avinu, low mace, he didn't die. <clears throat> Physically, yes, he died. But something about Yaakov Avinu didn't die. So he sees Yosef, last week's parasha, and he's brought back to life. Now he's not dead from Olam Haba. He thought he lo- he, he, his mission was failed. He thought he failed his mission when Yosef was gone. And therefore he thought he's not going to have Tchiyaz Amazim. He didn't think he was going to live. Olam Haba. He says, Yosef Atzadik, Amusa, Apam, I'm only going to die once, I'm only going to die physically, I'm going to be brought back. Because now I see my mission didn't, didn't fail. But in this week's parasha, he goes right there and he says, the Yomer Yisrael Yosef, so now Yosef comes in, Yaakov, you on his deathbed. And Yosef Atzadik comes in to see him. For Yomer Yisrael Yosef, Yisrael, Yaakov says to Yosef, Re'e panecha lo pilalti. I can't believe I see your face. I can't believe it. I can't believe I was over to see your face again, right? He's still in shock. Yaakovina. 17 years later, right? This is now 17 years later. <coughs> he came down and I was living for 17 years. He's still in shock that he was over to see Yosef's face because it was a tchiyas amazing. It wasn't postured. person was a life and death experience. You don't forget that. This is a life and death experience. Now he sees Yosef, he's brought back to life. And then it says, Vinehero, O Sielukim Gamezarecha. And not only your face am I seeing, a Baruch Hu was 
so kind to show me your children's face. <coughs> so Pasha Bashad is, it's a very nice thing. You, know, you get to live with the grandchildren, it's big zechus, but of course it has to mean something deeper. Just like seeing Yosef's face meant something more than just a fatherly love, of course that means that, but it meant more. So what was it about seeing the face of Menashe and Ephraim? So Yaakov Inu, when he had when he had left his father Yitzchak, and Yaakov Inu, before he got to love him, we know we stopped off for a little bit. Fourteen years. This manner, it's hard to even imagine. Fourteen years he stops off for love, and where does he go? Yeshiva Shem Vever. He went to learn Yeshiva fourteen years. <coughs> I believe I heard in the name of Yaakov Kamenetsky. I don't remember. It might have been him. That what was he doing there for 14 years? He was learning Torah's goals. Yaakov was leaving Eretz leaving his father. Right? He was going up north. This week I was actually, or last week I was learning with Sheldon, and we actually mapped out where Yaakov went. He went to like Turkey. Yeah, the pop out. We Googled how many hours it would take to walk from, from, living, from um, Beersheva to where Lovin was, to Choron. I think it's around Turkey. It was 600 miles, I think it is. 600 miles? Or 600 hours it would take. I forgot what it was. It was, it was a big trek. And for 14 years, he stops off to learn Taras Gullus. How to deal with Gullus. He's leaving it. It's like he's leaving Eretisrael. He needs a Torah to teach. When you're by Yitzhak, so you have mitzvahs to do, it's very clear. But when you're with love on the trickster, when you have to go against Asaph, there has to be a Torah for that also. You can't, you can't show love on Baba Kama. It's not going to work. You need to understand Elokos. You need to understand this world in a different way. So 14 years he was preparing. Preparing for love. Had to be like a Yid. Now we know he was with love for 21 years. 21 years he was with love. And when he leaves and he meets Esav, we know, what does he say? Im Lovan Garti. And Rashi adds off, Vitaria Gemitzvah Shamarti. I lived with Lovan, but I kept the 613 mitzvahs. There wasn't 613 mitzvahs then. <coughs> it meant that he was able to <coughs> overcome the klipa, the tumma of Lovan, because he had learned that Torah of Shem Be'ever. And he's able to keep his 613 mitzvahs, whatever exactly that meant, but to be like he had to have a Kaddish Baruch with him for 21 years. To be an honest, right? He was honest, with, even though Lovan was a big trickster. It was a whole different way of living. And that was the Torah that Yaakov passed to Yosef. Yaakov, Elah told us Yaakov Yosef. Pasuk says, Elah told us Yaakov, who is the main offspring of Yaakov? Yosef. Chazal say, Rashi says in the spot, he taught him all the Torah he learned in Shevever. That's what Rashi says. What was that Torah? Torah's Gullus. Now Yaakov, you know, we said last week, Yaakov you know, knew that Yosef had to, had to do some tikkunim because Yosef was going to be the next Sadiq Emes to pass on to the generation, generations. So he knew that Yosef was going to have to go through some Nisyonah, so he taught him Torah Shem Vever. He didn't realize that he was going to have to go through 22 years. That Yaakov Vino didn't realize. But the 20, 20, 21 years of love matched the 22 years that Yosef was away from his father. Yaakov Vino didn't realize that. <coughs> matched. Imamish needed all, every, every Torah, every kernel, every Dvar Torah, every Inyan that Yaakov gained. Shane Weaver, 
Yosef needed that. And Yosef lived in Mitzrayim. V'tarig mitzvah shamarti. And he kept his love of Kedusha. Yosef Tzadik kept Torah's Golis. He was able to keep that Torah that Yaakov passed on from Shem Ve'ever and he was able to overcome the Kalipa, the Tomb of Mitzrayim. <coughs> so now when Yo- Yaakov saw Yosef and he saw that Yosef was able to keep to that Torah, it's a mamash of Givald. That Yosef, the greatest Talmud, was able to take the Torah of Yaakov and go into a deeper Golis and a deeper darkness than Lovin. That was awesome. Pulality. I, I can't even imagine. I can't believe I'm seeing your face. Your face, the purity of your face, Yosef Atzadik. That you're not tainted. There's no, there's no, there's no pagam in your face. You overcame Ashes Potiphar. You overcome all the tests and the nisyonos, the trials of Mitzrayim. And Yaakov Vinu Mamash, it's a tchiyas amazon for Yaakov but that's just step one. When you teach a Talmud, when you teach a kid, and they take from that Torah and they live that way that you taught them, it's tremendous. It's Gewaldik Nachas. It's only step one. But the goal of Chinuch, like we said, what's the goal of Chinuch? It's not just to train your child, it's to train your child to become a father. It's to train a Talmud to become a Rebbe. So the, so the line, the link never stops. The Masora continues. And when Yaakov sees that Yosef's raised Menashe and Ephraim, Tzadikim, in Mitzrayim, where they had no friends to play with, who are they playing with? The little Egyptian boys who were, you know, doing what they were doing? And still, Menashe and Ephraim were Tzadikim. When Yaakov saw that Yosef became not just a Ben, not just a Tom, became a Rebbe, became a father, Wow, when I saw the, when he said, when I see the face of Menashe and Ephraim, now it's, that's ecstasy. These 17 years are the best years of Yaakov's life. Because he sat with Menashe and Ephraim. He taught them Torah. So he saw what they were made of. And he saw what Yosef did with them. That Yosef was able to pass on Torah Shem Ve'ever to them. And they were able to state Tzadikim. Yaakov's mission to Mechanech, the next generation, the next Tzadik Emes, was fully, fully accomplished. Yaakovinu Lomes. Now Yaakovinu doesn't die. Because when you train a son to then be a father, to pass it on, grandfather to son to then grandchild, now you've created a chain, a link. Three, my brother, the Pasuk says, three, three, three strands in a rope never, never break. It's a chazaka three. Once you create that chazaka, av to ben, and then ben becomes an av to his ben, now you're, now you're not dead. Now your Torah is going to stay forever. Yaakovina Lomais. This was the deeper, the deeper level of satisfaction and the deeper level of Yaakovina Lomais than from last week. So Yaakovinu, Yaakovinu is, is in seventh heaven. He's living in Mitzrayim 17 years, 17 years of Tov with his children, his grandchildren, seeing that he is his fruits, what they've become. And he's seen that his fruit, Yosef, <coughs> is not just a, a Givaldic fruit, but his fruit, Yosef, also has seeds. And those seeds also plant trees. And those trees also plant fruits. And those fruits have seeds and they also then can fall and create other trees. Right? One fruit can make a million trees. It can never end. 
So Yaakov sees Yosef and he's about to die. And he sees Yosef at Tzadik and he's, he, he doesn't know what to do with himself. His mission, Yosef at Tzadik was the proof that he accomplished his mission in life. And Yosef is a tzaddik. Yosef is, is the Nasi of Mitzrayim. And he's, a, and he's a Rebbe. And he's a father. He's got everything. And he says, how do I give a bracha to Yosef? Vayivarach is Yosef. How do you give a bracha to Yosef? He has everything. Right? Yosef is, is a master. What kind of bracha do you give to the master? So the Gemara says... It's, a, it's made into a song. It's a Gavaldic song. We didn't do this song, but maybe we'll listen to it afterwards. Maybe. <coughs> Rav Nachman is, is discussing Torah with his friend Rav Yitzchak. <coughs> when they were, it's time to part. Rav Nachman and Rav Yitzchak had to go. Amrlei, Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak, Levarchen mar, give me a bracha. Rav Nachman says to Rav Yitzchak in the Gemara and Tainus, give me a bracha. So Amrle, so Rav Yitzchak says back, Em Let me tell you a, a mashal, a parable. Lama what do you, what is this compared to what you're asking me to do? Imagine if a person is walking through the desert, there's nothing there, and he's hungry, and he's tired, and he's thirsty. In the desert. And he finds a tree that its fruit are so sweet. And its shade is so pleasant. And there's a stream of water going by this tree, giving the tree life, giving the person to drink. So this person who was so hungry in the desert eats from the fruit of the tree. And he drinks from its water. And he sits in its shade. And he's happy. And now this person who's traveling through the Midbar has to continue on. He has to continue on his journey. Omar, he says, Elon, Elon, tree, tree, Bama avarechacha, what bracha can I give you, tree? I'm so thankful to you for what you did for me. If I say that your fruit should be sweet, your fruits are already sweet. You already have that. Maybe I should tell you that your shade should be pleasant. Your shade is already pleasant. Maybe I should tell you that you should have a, a fresh stream of water always giving you life, giving people to drink beneath you. But you already have that. You already have that stream of water by you. Ella, so what bracha do I give to you, tree? Everybody knows the end of the song. May it be the will of Hashem that all the saplings, all of your children, Mr. Tree, that come from you should be just like you. That's the bracha you give to the tree. So says Rav Yitzhak to Rav Nachman, you want me to give you a bracha? But how can I give you a bracha? In Betayra, should I tell you they should be a big tamachachim? Hare Torah, you already are a walking Torah. In Be'osher, should I tell you that you should be wealthy? Hare Osher, you already have a lot of money. In Be'vanim, I should give you a bracha that you should have children? Hare Banim, you already have children. Ella, so what's the bracha I give to you, Rav Nachman? May it be Hashem's will that your children who come out of you should be just like you. What bracha do you give to somebody who has everything, who's mastered life? What bracha do you give to Yosef? 
you give a bracha to the children. But Emes Yaakov Avinu wanted to give a bracha to Yosef. He wasn't looking to give a bracha to Menashe Ephraim. He didn't give brachas to the grandchildren. Vayivarachas Yosef. What's the bracha you give to Yosef? That Hamalach Golosi Mikora Yivarachas Nami. That a Kaddish Baruch should give a bracha to Menashe Ephraim. That Hashem should protect Menashe Ephraim. That Menashe Ephraim should take from the Torah of Shem Ve'ever. And they themselves should be protected. And they themselves should teach other children, their children, to also be fathers who teach. Because then Yosef Atzali, then your mission is accomplished. When your children become fathers and teach others like you, Yosef, then you have now finished, you have been mission accomplished. And that's why right afterwards, Yaakovina says, Yisimcha lekim chifrayim chamanashe, like the, the bracha that we give to our children on Friday night. Because Menashe and Ephraim were the children who completed Yaakov Avina. Every child in Kalei Yisrael should be the ones who complete their grandparents. And then their children should complete their parents, if you felt. And then the link never ends. And that's the Mesorah. So what comes out is an amazing thing. That although the parents and the Rebbeim teach the children, it's really, at the end of the day, the children and the Talmidim who when they themselves take from the Torah and they teach others, they've now taught their parents. And they've completed the grandparents. Yeah. And so that's why this song, that's why this song is called I Learned It From You. Because what does the song say? Let's read some of the words. This is, this song when I heard this, what came to my mind, and then we had to work everything else out, this is the song that Yaakovinu, this is the bracha that Yaakovinu was giving to Yosef. Yaakovinu, in the last days of his life, he's giving a bracha to his prized, prized child, his prized Talmud, who's mastered life, who completed Yaakovinu. Some days there may be darkness. So he's giving him a shmuz. Some days it's not going to be so good, Yosef. <laughs> Some days there may be storms. Right? Some days the sun shines bright and dries your tears, but those days you still feel alone. It's still going to be hard. Life's going to be hard. You're not alone, says Yaakov to Yosef. Because I'll be with you. I'll see you through the pain. And Yosef was the one who is able to take from ya- Yaakov and see Yaakov in the hard times, like you saw by Potiphar. You learn how to dance. You learn how to sing. You learn how to soar through the air with your wings. You shine like a star being just who you are. And anytime you try to succeed, now... Right? So he's giving Yosef a classic shmuz. It's going to be okay. You're going to be good. You're going to get through the hard times. But the question, of course, is, Yaakov, Yosef went through all this. Yosef went through the dark times and came out. Yosef went through the storms and came out. Yosef felt alone and came out. Yosef knows how to dance. Yosef knows how to sing. So what does Yaakov say? You have all you need. You really have all you need. You'll achieve great things. And I know this is true. I know this you're going to be the biggest person. Why? Because I learned it from you. I learned it all from you, Yosef. Yaakov is giving a bracha to Yosef, the bracha that Yosef was already. Because when Yosef passed all the trials and tribulations of the 22 years, held on to the Torah of his father, and then also taught his children, Yaakov says, I learned it all from you. You taught me. You've completed me. Mission accomplished. That's what this song is about. Is that we teach others, but we also learn from them. We learn from them. Some say it takes a lifetime. Some say it can't be done. I say I know you'll make your dreams come true. No, Yosef's dreams. The dreams did come true. 
when Yosef walked in to Yaakov, it says in the Switch Parsha, Yaakov got up on the bed and he like bowed down to Yosef. This was the culmination of all the dreams. Right? Last week's Parsha, two weeks ago, the brothers came and they bowed down to Yosef. And Yosef says, oh, he remembered his dreams. But there was two dreams. And in the second dream, even Yaakov Avinu bowed down to Yosef. And in this week's Parsha, Yaakov Avinu bows down to Yosef. But not because Yaakov was lowering himself to Yosef, but because Yaakov was masking him, that he's learning from Yosef, that Yosef completes him. Yosef, of course, is, ma- is machni himself to Yaakov. But Yaakov, in a certain way, is also thankful in his understanding of what Yosef done for him. You say, I hope I can. Well, I know you can. Yaakov says, I, I saw you. Sometimes a person goes through a, a test and he passes, but he's still unsure of himself. But the parents who are standing in the background say, I've seen what you could do. You could do this. And I learned this from you. How could Yaakov tell Yosef he could do it? Because Yaakov saw Yosef do it. So this is this song. Of course, she had her own intentions of the song. But the way I see it is this is the song that Yaakov is singing to Yosef. This is the bracha. And this is the bracha of all parents and children and grandchildren. And this is how Klai continued on. Through fathers teaching children, children becoming fathers and teaching children. The next generation. Rabbeim teaching Talmidim in the right way, Mertz Hashem. And then those Talmidim growing up and then teaching others. In whatever capacity it is. It doesn't have to be necessarily a Rebbe. Teaching their family. The end of the, the, the parsha says, Chazak, Chazak. Vinis Chazak. Because what does that mean? Chazak, Chazak, be strong, be strong. Vinis Chazak, we should allow ourselves to be strengthened. Chazak, Chazak, we tell everybody, be Chazak. Vinis Chazak means take the Chazak and then go with the Chazak. Because when you take it from the father and then you give it on to the next generation, then we can start Sefer Shemos. Then we can go on to the next Shlav where we create Klaus.
Learn how to soar through 